You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. And welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Torah Sparks Podcast. Let's jump right in. So there was a blazing fire in an apartment complex and everybody had already gone out except for one elderly woman on the tippy top floor. She was standing on the balcony clutching something so dear so tight and people started from the you know from down below they started looking with binoculars like what's going on this lady should jump they're all yelling jump 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 and the firefighters already had set up a whole uh, system with pillows and whatever they do you know this trampoline thing and they're like jump 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 save yourself but she was clutching and holding on so dearly to a vase or a vase, or a vase. Call it what you want. I'm going to call it a vase. And she was holding on to this vase, and it was so precious to her because this was a vase that was given to her. Actually, I'm going to change it. If you don't mind, I'm going to call it a vase. I call it a vase. I think I just established I call it a vase, and I also call it noodles, not pasta, and I also call it dinner, not supper. Okay, now that we are all on the same page. She was holding on to her dear vase that her great-grandmother had given to her. It was so precious and worth so much, and she wouldn't let go of it even to save her life. But finally, after a few moments, she noticed that in the crowd on the ground floor, amongst all the civilians that were there, there was one man, an individual who, st- an individual who stood head and shoulders above everybody else. He, she recognized him. He was the local tight end on the team, on the high school team, and he was able to make every single catch. He, he was actually going to go to college and then probably to the pros. He, he was that type of p- football player. And all of a sudden, she like got some Peyton Manning energy in her, and she just chucked the vase. She just became like the greatest quarterback, and she threw a Hail Mary. And it was like any routine play. And this guy, this high schooler tight end, let's call him uh, Ted. And Ted saw what was happening. He's like, oh my gosh, he's throwing me a pass. I got to save it. And so the vase is just, it's flying through the air. And Ted is running through traffic, jumping over cars and hurling and and speeding and, 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 and juking. And finally the vase is getting closer and closer to hit the ground. And Ted's getting closer and closer to it. And at the last moment, he dives and makes a one-handed catch with his left hand. Crazy fact, he was a righty. So the fact that he caught it with his left hand was just beyond words. And everybody there, all the civilians were going crazy. They were just going wild. This lady, who the lady who threw it, this elderly woman, she was so excited. She actually jumped and she was saved from the firefighters. And in a moment of intense passion and egotistical and 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 let me rephrase that and in a moment of tremendous ego pride and fame this guy ted he took the vase like it was a football like it was a pigskin and he said touchdown and he took it and he spiked it down and smashed it to smithereens so awkward right I'm, oh wait a second this Oh my gosh! This 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 wasn't a football. 
This was a vase. This, this was a fancy vase. I remember when a Rebbe of mine told over this story as a parable, as a mushal, that sometimes we get so caught up in what we think and what we do and what we know is normal. It's called hergel, it's routine, what we do, our habitual abode, what we do, our habits that we get so caught up in and entrenched in, that becomes our norm, norm and starts to dictate how we act now. And part of life is to break free from that. You see, this guy, Ted, he was used to this pride and this ego and this fame every time, and it was many, that he caught a touchdown pass. He would take that pigskin, he would take that football and just spike it and smash it on the ground. He would do his touchdown dance. And so now, in this crucial moment, with this vase, he was so in normalized, it was so normal for him, and he was so used to acting and behaving in this way that it didn't matter what he was holding. He just thought, yeah, it's the same old thing. And therefore, the circumstances that happened was just, it was the, the story ended haywire. I mean, yeah, the lady was saved, but this precious vase, it, it, was, it was in smithereens. It was, there, there was no hope, and it was, it was a lost cause. And there's a message over here that in life we can break free from the surroundings, from our, the barriers that we put on ourselves. There is a phrase that's often quoted. It's not in Chazal. It is in the Achronim. One of the earliest sources, perhaps the source, I can't confirm or deny, is the Shem Shmuel, the Rebbe of Sochachov. Um, and this is the concept of Ein Lechadavar Ha'omed Bifnei Haratzon. There is nothing that stands before Aratzon. And to read his words in Parsha's Truma, which is not this week's Parsha, this week's Parsha is Bo, but we will connect it. And in his words, he says, Shahakol Taloi Beratzon. Everything is dependent on a person's Ratzon, on his will. And there is nothing that stands before somebody's will. And each and every person and each and every Jew is able to reach levels of loftiness, levels of greatness. I'd like to suggest another way to read this phrase. Ratzon means will, right? With the concept, when there's a will, there's a way, right? Some people joke around when there's a will, there's a funeral, but that, that's, that's, that's not funny. That when there's a will, there's a way, right? Nothing stands in front of a will, a desire, a passion to do something. Ratz, ratz, ratzon comes from the word ratz, which means to run, Anu ratzim, vehem ratzim, we run and they run, right? That's the word ratzon. Um, Eretz, ground is related, or also has that word ratz in it. Um, it's going down, running to the ground, to earthly desires. But this idea of ratzon means to run. Ein l'chadavar ha'omed b'fnei ha'ratzon. B'fnei ha'ratzon, in front of somebody, before somebody, corresponding to somebody who's running, ein l'chadavar ha'omed. There's nothing that stands still. You ever take a run? You ever moving around outside? You ever drive in a car? When you are involved in some type of movement, the world moves 
around you. The world moves with you. The faster you run, the faster the things around you tend to move. It's an amazing phenomenon. And perhaps this can be a deeper meaning. In Ein L'chadavr Ha'omei B'fnei Haratzon, there is nothing that stands still when you are running. But when you are not running and when you are standing still, then the world stands still. Right? There's nothing more still than some someone that's not alive. Someone sleeping is a good example to me'ain, someone who's not alive. But somebody, when there's a lack of movement, uh, there's a, it creates vibes of omdim, of standing still, of mediocrity, of not growing, of not striving, of not trying to be, and not becoming, and not doing, and achieving, and accomplishing, and becoming so much bigger and better, not valuing, not being of value. When we run, when we live with passion, when we are constantly on the rise and looking to improve, then there's nothing in the world that stands still. Everything is vibrant. Everything has meaning. Everything takes on a purpose. Everything takes on some type of value. There's nothing that's omi. There's nothing that's just standing still. And it's such an important concept that we can tap into. The more that we are alive, the more alive the world becomes around us. And the more ordinary things we will start to see as extraordinary. You know, in this week's Parsha, Parshas Vayeshev, that's a joke. It's Parshas Bo, okay? In this week's Parsha, Parshas Bisha, I'm kidding. In this week's Parsha, Parshas Bo, actually almost just messed up there. Parshas Bo, we are told of one of the most exquisite, one of the most peculiar, one of the darkest makos. The maka, the plague of Choshech, darkness. Choshech, by the way, is Gematria 328. Okay, I don't have a gematria that equals that, but I'm just telling you, it, it does equal that. So Rashi points out something absolutely amazing. Rashi points out that during the Makkah of Choshech, there were many Yidin, many Jewish people who perished, who passed away. And Rashi says something. The wicked Jews in that generation, they, they died during the, the, the days of the, the darkness. How come they were considered Rishayim? You know what Rashi says? Write these words down. Shelo, Rashi doesn't say write these words down. Shelo hayu wrote some lotzes. Rashi says, you know why these were Rishayim? You know why they died? Shelo hayu wrote some lotzes. Because they did not want to leave. They did not have a desire, let's to go out, to break that habit, to break from that ego habit of every time you score a touchdown, to just slam the ball down in pride and faith. They, didn't, they weren't willing to move beyond the boundaries set forth to them, by them, that, that they were experiencing in Egypt. They weren't willing to break that. They weren't willing, in his words, let's to leave. And Ein L'chadavr HaOmin B'fnei Ratzon works both ways. Because when there's a will, there's a way. And when there is no will, there is no way. You see, my friends, 
The Jewish people who suffered and perished during the Makkah of Choshech, these were a people who had no rutzon. Shalom rutzim latzis. They did not want to leave. Now, I want you to contrast this idea of latzis, the willingness to be able to leave, to break your old habits, your old ways, to move on, to live beyond mediocrity and strive for greatness. You know where we see that same word, latzis? We find it in another Rashi. I'll show you where. In Parshas Yisro, Rashi says, regarding Yisro, you see, Yisro was a priest. He was one of the most hush of a people, prominent people in the non-Jewish, in the secular world. He served every Avodah out there, yet he left it all to come hear words of Torah, to come to Yiddishkeit, to come to Judaism. And in the words of Rashi, v'nid libo, he dedicated his heart Lotzes, to leave that, to Lotzes, to go out, El Hamidbar, to the Midbar. <coughs> Excuse me. He was willing to Lotzes. It's the same word that Rashi uses in both places. The Jewish people who died, they were not willing, Lotzes, to leave their current state of mediocrity. Whereas Yisro was willing, Lotzes, to go out to something, to greener pastures, but it didn't. It might not have looked that way. I mean, from an outsider's perspective, he had so much. He had wealth. He had fame. He had glory. Yet he was willing to put that behind for the sake of seeking truth and striving to become bigger and better. And he found a will, and therefore he found a way. And it, it's it's a message that I think is practical for us because there's always things that we are attached to and connected to. And we have to question and we have to think about it honestly and real. Are these things that I'm holding on to? Are these um, behaviors that I'm holding on to? Are they helping me grow? Are they helping me becoming bigger and better? Or are they creating a barrier? Are they creating a wall that's creating this omi, this this door, that's still type of life, a life of mediocrity. If if the answer is yes, then maybe we can learn from Yisro to be lutzes, to be willing, at least willing, to grow, to go, to be more than than where we are and what we are. So, I, you know, let's take a, a message from here to strive to find the will and know that there's a way, and be people who are movers, doers, and shakers, people who are living with a rut zone, living with a passion, living with a purpose and with meaning. And the more you do that, you'll realize, nothing nothing is still, right? Things just don't stand still at that point. The world is moving. The world has meaning. There's fluidity. There is a purpose. Um, There's a purpose, and there's a function, and there's a reason. And we are part of that, and let's bring what we have to the table and become the best that we can. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Torah Sparks podcast. You know the drill. If you like this content, feel free to share. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating, leave a, leave a comment. And uh, yeah, wishing you all the best. Hatzlach Rabba. We'll see you next time.